going on guys and welcome back to the growing together podcast we're here to walk with you through life faith relationships and money and that was the most professional sounding intro that i've done probably within the last three weeks thank you every week i'll be playing and kyra just be looking at me like will you grow up please will you be professional (laughs) i just it's i mean i think it's just my personal pet peeve in the beginning yeah, babe. I mean, you just have a certain standard of excellence that you'd like me to. No, some people think it's funny. Sure. Oh, I didn't even say my name. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Now they won't know who we are. And <laughs> ain't that something? Ain't that something? <laughs> you know what? They still might be waking up from their food comas anyway. They're not really even here. True. Am I here? Pie right comas. Pie. We need to have that discussion. What? Patty. <laughs> Patty's pies. Mm-hmm. Have y'all heard that meme? It's not a meme, but like. Of course they have. Maybe they haven't. From maybe. like a few years ago. Why did it end in this way? <laughs> I can't hit the note. I don't even know exactly what the whole song was or what it was, but I just know a few years ago it was really popular. Specifically Patty's pies. I don't even know what kind. And I don't even know where you bought them. Did you buy them at Walmart? Um, yeah, them? yeah. They sold out at Walmart too. Wow. Walmart, do not sleep on the pies at Walmart, okay? The best pies. I'm just saying. Hey, check this out, guys. This is it right here. Greetings. So, I went to the store. So, he's, after I for those who don't list- know, this is a unboxing of a sweet potato pie. Because Patty LaBelle could cook. So I'm just thinking that buying this pot, it's hard to get in this patty. What you see? Mm. I open patty up. Remember, support black people, um, black businesses. <laughs> okay, so look. Oh, it's so pretty. Look at that. <laughs> hmm. On my own. Why did it end this way? Come on, patty. <laughs> so let's taste the patty. I'm gonna taste patty. This is my soul on Ooh, Thanksgiving. Patty's so moist. Come on, patty. Chill patty. Out. I want to taste patty live and <laughs> what? make a video for those. I said what it tastes like. I ain't never tasted it. So here we go. <laughs> I can't with the smacking. It's patty. If anybody know Patty LaBelle, tag her in the video. Patty! Whoa! Yeah! That turned into Patty. You turn into Patty after eating this. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, oh man. It's the hey, best. But he hit the note so good. It's the best. Hit the note so good. So that's how I was feeling. The way that uh, Kyra and Kalia got down on Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. Y'all know we all the way out here in Dallas, but we're from California, so we're 1,500 miles away from family during the holiday season, which could be sad, but you know, I got family here. I got Kyra mm-hmm. and Carter and Kaiser and Kalia. Yay. Also, a heck of a lot of other people that's moving here, but that is for another note. That is for another note. Actually, no, it's not, because you already know, um, last week when Kyra almost got in that fight, we were uh, kind of touring our family around um 
But yeah, we may not be lonely out here for very long. Hopefully not. Maybe. I'm plotting. I want everybody to move here. But how was your Thanksgiving? Did you enjoy it? Um, It was good. I was telling Kaylin that not, well, after everything that happened with my family, sometimes the holidays are a little sad and just kind of like, even if I could travel back home, that would be pointless for the holidays. So some sometimes the holidays just are sad, but really I would say this last year is when I've just, I've come to peace with everything and I'm more content and I can actually enjoy the holiday for what it is. Like even this past Mother's Day, I haven't really enjoyed Mother's Day the past few years. Like I just can't really get into it. Oh yeah, that's heck of bittersweet. But I then this past one, I actually felt like we got to celebrate me being a mother like and yeah. I just really appreciated that so much so yeah I loved Thanksgiving it was good it was sweet it was so slow. chill it was so oh, chill so chill the food was amazing and you know what literally I almost didn't cook because I was like I got my second dose of the vaccine the day before and so I was like oh I don't know I, I think I might get sick again whatever whatever I was super nervous about it because I didn't want to buy all the food and then not be able to cook so I was like, Kalia was like, are you going to cook? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, yeah, I don't think I want to either. But if you do, like, I'll help. So I was like, okay, I don't think so. And like literally two minutes later, I was like, oh, we have to. Because whenever Thanksgiving comes and we are the only people on this planet that have not cooked a Thanksgiving meal, we're going to be real sad. And she's like, yeah, we are. Let's do it. And then when the day came, we were like, wow, we cannot believe we almost didn't do this. Like, we're so glad we did. Y'all had the whole hallway smelling like Thanksgiving. We did so good. I definitely would say this year was my my best year so far. I could smell it downstairs. And you know what I just realized today? I forgot to put the cloves in the ham. Oh, we ain't need them. And that really, no, that really changes things. You was trying to crucify that ham. Shoot. (laughs) Hey, them cloves just remind me of of like a crucifix or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. You was trying to crucify that mug. Sometimes you bite it and it's like way too flavorful. Oh, the ham? Has ever happened to you? You just slick bit of clove. Oh, you're supposed to take it out. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they kind of just get stuck in there. Yeah. You can't find it. Oh, they smell so good, though. They kind of mm-hmm. taste good, but like. You I'm surprised you even it. know what they are. Yeah, girl. You know, I get down. No, you don't. On the plate. I eat. Oh, on the plate. I eat. <laughs> I eat. You know what? You were cooking earlier or something that you didn't know how to cook, but I knew. You over here trying to, you know. Do that to me. Have you cooked shrimp before? Omelets. Oh. Omelets. Oh, yeah. I made an omelet earlier. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. She had to ask for some advice from the omelet king. I don't want to get off the Thanksgiving subject, oh, though. Okay, sorry. So, can I, can I ruin this podcast real quick? What? I almost ruined Thanksgiving, y'all. I wake up super early. I go downstairs with the sole mission of scouting out whether or not our loading dock in our apartment building is open because I'm thinking, oh, there's no employees working. There's no staff working here at our apartment complex. So maybe the loading dock isn't open. And we had heck of boxes that we needed to recycle. And we had a, a, a friend coming over that I haven't seen in a long time. He's in the military. We're off from California. He gets stationed right outside of Austin. He drives down. He's away from his family. You know, we're going to have a little Friendsgiving on Thanksgiving. So I go down there, coffee cup in hand, you know, I'm scouting it out, but I'm going to come back up with a cup of coffee and then break these boxes down, take them. But as I'm at the coffee machine, I get caught in conversation with the guy who I spoke to not too long ago, about 10 months ago, 
during the Super Bowl or just before the Super Bowl. And there's a certain people on this planet where, you know, you just kind of start recounting back your last conversations and the duration of it. And I was like, oh, dude, last time I talked to you, it was three hours and it was on a kind of like a holiday type event. That's not going to happen again. (laughs) And then it did. So Kyra was under the impression that I was going down there for, you know, a simple task. And I went down for a simple task with my cup in hand to scout. But I didn't have my Apple Watch on and I didn't have my phone on me. So there was no way of contact. No me. tablet, no I, no laptop, nothing. nothing. Like, you can't even nothing. scream because I ain't going to hear you. <laughs> so I'm down there and I just get wrapped up in conversation. And I said, you know what? I got to take one for the team. I, Kyra, she might be mad at me and I may be super trash for getting caught up in conversation. Mind you, it was about, what, nine or ten? It was like nine sixteen. About nine, right? And she, she knew the time. Mm-hmm. So you know I was in trouble. I said, man, I'm going to take one for the team for the podcast and for Kyra because the guy I was talking to, I've broken down a barrier with. And what I mean by that is there are certain people and there are certain things that people do where they kind of put up a facade and then when they really trust you, they break it down and you really get to see who they are. This is a guy that I feel like is kind of showing me a little bit of who he is. But more than that, He's showing me a little bit of what is out there in the world for a Christian who has backslid and has given their self over to a reprobate mind and has decided that they are not going to serve the Lord anymore, but instead they are going to be for the streets. So we have that conversation. And I tell them. Three hours. I tell them, hey, (laughs) your boy, he, I mean, like, I'm kind of a biblical, like, I'm a biblical guy. I'm a biblical guy. I thought you were saying you're a pit bull. No, 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 no. <laughs> Baby, what is that? No, I'm no dog. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a biblical guy. And this guy, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm from the church. Um, really involved in the church. But, you know, I'm just not on that no more. So I went undercover for y'all. And I'm just like, let me just see what this guy got to say. So I just let him talk. He's telling me all these stories. Telling me the ins and out of Dallas. And then we got to a very peculiar conversation that was super interesting to me. And we started talking about our value as men, mostly him, but not even just as men, as black men, and how we're some rare, exotic commodity. He did not say exotic. Not exotic. Okay. But a rare jewel to behold. Because he makes money or be just and to in be general? Just to... In, in, in general, because he's just like, not no, even like in general, but in money, in money. Oh, okay. He's just like, you know, here we are, two, you know, young black men living in a place like this. The world is our oyster. You can have anybody you want and everybody wants you. So he was giving me Kevin Samuels. So I mentioned, oh, that kind of sounds like Kevin Samuels, like high value man type stuff. And for the record, I don't watch Kevin Samuels. Um, I've seen, and I was real late to this party. I saw some clips some months ago, but I just couldn't keep engaging in that content. I think that there's a, there may be some toxic masculinity going on, some, um, some misogyny going on. And I mean, honestly, he does host some girls that are going on there and they're kind of, um, what's the word? I, I don't want to just say feminist, but they're, 
what's the word? Misandrous. Mm. So it's just two polar opposites going on, debating each other. And I guess that's interesting for some of y'all, but it just, I don't know, it's kind of triggering for me. But he was giving me Kevin Samuels, so I told him that. And he just starts going through the Kevin Samuels playbook of high-value men and how basically we can have anything we want. So he loves Kevin Samuels? Yes. Okay. Yes, he called him uncle. What? Yeah, like unk. Yes, uncle. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just like, okay. I really bought into the, oh, wow. Yeah, and it was such an interesting conversation because this is a guy who knows that I'm married and this is a guy who's has been married a couple of times and now he's single and he's out here for the streets. And he was kind of having a conversation with me of what's out there if this marriage should go wrong. So wow, I love that you were having this conversation on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> <laughs> and his lonely tale, he ain't got nobody to go home to. <laughs> You know, They're like trying to bring you down, trying to bring me down, trying to bring me to the streets. I'm not for the streets, dog. I have some ham without the clothes being cooked for me up there. I'm going <laughs> back to that. But, you know, it was so funny as he's explaining the streets to me and everything that is out there for high value men with money and all of the scandals that you can be involved in and uh, how fun it can be. Y'all know my messy tale. I just can't comment. I can't help but comment and just be like. How can you even sleep at night? Like, I am weird. I, sometimes I'll be waking up and Kyra's shadow don't look like her shadow. And I'll be like, who is it in my bed? <gasps> Are <laughs> like, you serious? Because like, that yeah. happens to me. That's what I'm saying. So imagine if you were really just out here for the streets. You, you would- really got a real random body in your bed. Get out. You don't even want to know how close I get to your face sometimes. Really? Like, who? Like, hey, hey, you sounding real creepy right no, now. No, <laughs> seriously, that does happen. Like, when you wake up kind of in a, like, flurry I'm just like looking like, what is that? But then it'd be you. So So I was able to like really be innocent with this guy and just be like, why? Like, why are you doing it? Why? Like, what, what do you get out of this? Is it just lust? Like, are you really searching for someone? Like, do you really want a partner that you're compatible with and you can just be with for a long time? Like, what is it? Like, get, get to the nitty gritty, like very base instinctual feelings that you're feeling like why why are you out here for the streets and it was just like he said respect power um taking people's or girls innocence um kind of preying on them he used all the words except for that but that's what i was picking up and i was just like wow so he doesn't want to be married again that's not the goal um he said that he does, but a lot of guys be saying oh. that and they don't. What's crazy is even as he was, um, you know, kind of, for lack of better words, being kind of trash and kind of being like the, the proverbial, typical epitome of what women would describe a guy as being a dog. One thing that he did cherish was a woman that respects him, that really will just allow him to lead a non-feminist and one that was basically, for lack of better words, like a housewife slash homemaker. And I just wanted to know what And he couldn't were. get that right on either two of the previous marriages. You know, and I'd just be wondering, like, 
So that leads me to think that there's actually something else. There may be, but I was just so curious because I'm just like, I have exactly what you say you want. And the way that I found that was not being out here in the streets. So it's, it's not lining up. Like, do you mm-hmm. really want that? Because if you really you could that, be in the tr- like, you could still go to church and see find that. Like, you're not you're not gonna find what you're really trying to get by what you're doing. So you probably don't want that. But then it made me wonder, like, for all the guys who do have what I have, those women still get cheated on. Mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation with somebody who had it all and still cheated, because I want to know why. Yeah. Why do you think? Oh man. I think a portion of it could just be lust for other women, like wanting something else. I mean, a lot of the situations I've heard is that sometimes it's not even that he doesn't want to be with his current wife. He just wants both. Mm. He wants to try both or he falls in love with another woman. But what about the STDs? Maybe it sometimes it's not always sleeping around. Sometimes it truly is like a committed you know, quote unquote, committed relationship with somebody else. Like maybe it started off as a friendship. Okay, now we are like, we love each other, but I'm already married and have this whole other life. But now I also love the second person. Sometimes it doesn't include being out there like that. Well, so I can understand like why men will just be like, yeah, I'm going to go have an affair physically with someone because like I'm a man I got that gorilla instinct. Like, I just want to go be with someone else. Like, I'm just curious. Nothing, literally nothing triggers me more than when a man is like, oh, I'm a man. I have needs. I'm a man. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. gosh. Why? Why? Why are you face palming right now? <laughs> because, like, as if men are the only people on this planet to have a sexual desire. It's the strangest thing to try to, like, blame things on your desire to have sex. Like, as if that's the only thing that is driving you to make any decision. Please stop. Please stop. But it really is. Sex? Yes. There's so much more. No, no, no. I'm men. not saying like, there are some men who think with their head instead of their head. And there are some men who think with their head instead of their head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Catch what I'm throwing? So since that's true, it's just true. Like- Women also have sex hormones. Women also have sex drive. Women also want to have sex. We don't use that excuse to do things. No, but y'all will use some other excuse to justify the emotional affair that y'all end up having. Sure. Mm. Sure. Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I just mean men and women are mutual in the fact that we both have sex hormones. So when men are like, I'm a man. Great. I'm a woman. Great. <laughs> Come on now. Glad we put that out there. I, I know just, y'all got the power. I can't stand that. that I mean, man, like, we just could be dumb. Just could be dumb sometimes. But I want to know which one do you think is worse? The emotional affair or the actual physical affair? It's like an uh, emotional affair with a connection is like, wow, I would really much rather be with this person versus a physical affair where it's just like, oh, I just wanted to test that, but I, I have no connection. I still quote, love you but like i just wanted to test her versus the the woman saying i love this man and i'd much rather be with him 
but I'm just, I guess, physical with you. Mm, both, both suck. Like both are awful. Both yeah. are terrible. I don't know which one is worse. They're I, both worse. There's not, a, there's not a worser one. <laughs> <laughs> my gut tells me that the physical, like I just don't even want to be thinking Because I'm that. thinking like if you came to me and you were like, okay, I cheated on you with somebody. I'm heated, first of all. If you came to me and said, I have been flirting with this girl. We've been texting. We haven't done anything physical. But I, I mean, I'm still angry either and neither one no, no, is no, no, better no, no. you know see you 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 made it small the emotional affair being i don't love you anymore i love that person great go be with them and that wouldn't just, that would that would tear me oh apart. it would tear me apart but because it's like, it's like oh for, for seven years me. i've been having an emotional affair with this person don't do it for seven years you know just before you even do it just say that's what you're gonna go do so i can let you be just like a birdie i'll release you that's what you know this but person was talking about sometimes i think the cheating is what is like exciting to that person though oh like you hiding know? it yes like that's sometimes part of like because it's almost like when you first start to really like somebody and you get butterflies and you get super excited to see them and all of that people get so attached to that phase that's, i know sometimes people have to be doing it just for that phase but of this relationship. is like to that point and the excitement and the infatuation and the chase. This is why I was talking to him because I'm trying to really understand what drives a man who knows better to not do better and into that lifestyle, that fast lifestyle where so much can go wrong, where things are pretty much guaranteed to go wrong. Like what, what drives you there? What makes you want to do that? And one of the things that he was um, just sharing with me that was just kind of illuminating to me is Basically, just be careful out here because they, the streets don't care whether or not you're trying to walk this straight and narrow. They will try to entice you and drag you to where they are. Yes, that's why I, when people think boundaries are silly or like, oh, you're just insecure. That's why you guys have boundaries. Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> no, literally There's no. so much more. It was almost crossing a boundary even talking to this guy. Because it's like typically I wouldn't want to get around anybody that's, you know, really active in that lifestyle that thinks that I'm trying to befriend them and like, oh, let's yeah. go, let's go get drinks. Let's da, 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 da. Like I wouldn't want to get around that with a 40 foot pole. And it's not because I don't, you know, like people or I just wouldn't have a conversation with them. It's just the lifestyle that you have proximity to could drag me in. Yeah. Like that could ruin my witness. That's interesting too, because on one end, it's like, I'm not afraid to know about, I mean, I guess really what you're saying is all the people here that could possibly want to have sex with me or want to be with me or whatever, like knowing that information from somebody, I'm like, okay, great. Still don't want to go do it. But like when your mind, it gets interested in it and then you go down that, you chase that rabbit. This is scary because, you know, I'm coming from Bakersfield where it's a small town, you know, we don't, I don't even think about oh stuff my like gosh, this, some of, but now- we're literally here in Dallas and it's a big city. And I got that feeling we lived kind of, uh, we used to live in a place called farmer's branch, which is pretty equidistant between Dallas and Fort Fort Worth. So we're able to hit both cities and it's right off the interstate. So like we saw how fast the city is and how many people there are here. So I knew there was a lot going on, but like, I didn't know about the streets. Mm -hmm. So he's telling me like, buddy, you are a high value man, man, like they out here 
prowling for you. And I'm just like, as a matter of fact, I kind of picked up on that. As a matter of fact, I have. And I was kind of telling him, like, you know, an incident that had happened here in our um, apartment complex. And then, you know what this fool told me? He said, oh, that was probably an escort. I said, oh, what do you mean? Like a concierge? <laughs> a concierge? A personal concierge. And he's just like, you know, no, I don't. No, I was like, an escort. And, you know, if they live here, they probably are. What? Or stripper. What? I'm like, we've been over here bumping elbows and everybody, and I'm not even knowing that some of the stuff that these people is throwing, they're like doing the possibilities, it. possibilities, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they know, like, oh, you're, you're uh, what do they call you, the purse, the wallet? Mm-hmm. And you're someone who I typically would go after because you're interested in these type of services. And I'm just like, not me, but it just opened my eyes to like, wow, people are really out here paying for these experiences because they can and there's a whole economy and this is no shame to you know what people are doing because you're just gonna do whatever you're gonna do um but dang it's the the fact that it's a culture here though and us being outsiders we don't know that culture like we are none the wiser i I was just kind of like i was so innocent (laughs) to it kyra that like i was really out here just moving how I move and I'm just like oh you know like 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 me going downstairs without my phone and without my watch I'm just innocent naive little Kaylin just navigating my building but now I'm like you know there's people out here that could lie on me and that could always happen but like what does that look like from your perspective you know what like you knowing that there are People are out here on the prowl, even within our building. And Kalen doesn't have his phone. He doesn't have his watch. Kyra can't get ahead of him, and he's gone for three hours. You know, it's just the optics. And this is what we're talking about as far as, like, boundaries. You have to put yourself in a situation where you dang near can't fail. Because if you continue to put yourself in situations where you can, you probably will. We said the analogy before. We'll say it again. It's like digging a hole outside of your front door and expecting not to fall in. This is why it's so important. If you're in a relationship, forget all that trust, that trust issue stuff that y'all be talking about. No, I want access to everything. I mean, there does have to be a certain layer of trust. though. Oh, yeah, trust, but verify. I want access to everything. I'm not a verifier, though, because I'm just not going to run myself crazy digging for stuff. This Mm -hmm. is going to make me mad. But, like, I want to be verified. Check me. Check my location. Look at my text messages. Look at my DMs. I ain't deleting nothing. You send me something, Kyra gonna see it. I ain't deleting nothing. Don't send me no snaps. Don't even get on snap. Don't send me no snap. I don't want nothing disappearing. Because I really ain't got time. I ain't got time for y'all. Trifling. Trying to drag me down to the streets. I was so surprised. He was he was talking to me like I'm really one of his boys. Like, oh yeah, buddy, when we're gonna go to the club? Never. He did not. Never. No, he didn't. Okay. He wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, he was really respectful. He he understood, you know, the situation I'm in. I'm married. I got sons. But it was a troubling conversation to say the least. Because it really just it just confirmed 
everything that I thought was going on in the streets. That, that is happening. It really is happening. And under our roof. Under our roof. And it ain't for me. Y'all too much for me. Patty. Y'all too much. <laughs> what's what's crazy is I wonder what the women here know. Oh, about the On the boots? other side, yeah. Um, I don't really feel like they're tripping too much because they get with a lot of high-profile men. And one of the things he was telling me about escorts are the reason that they're valued over like, prostitutes are because they have discretion. And what's funny is he was saying that um, some women were like um, looking down or like women will typically look down at people who are like strippers or prostitutes or I shouldn't say prostitutes, strippers or escorts. And he's just like, if they're a good stripper, then they're probably not, they're not a good stripper. But if they're a stripper, they're probably not um, doing anything physical with the people that are coming to the strip clubs. And then if they're an escort, they actually probably have fewer bodies than some of y'all who are sexually active and having recreational sex. Because they have like their clients. So it's like, is there really even a stigma still on that? If that's true. For sure. Yeah. It's hard to like have this conversation because like from a Christian worldview. Yes. Like you shouldn't be out here fornicating in any context. But. From the secular worldview, haven't they destigmatized all sex work? I'm not sure. I'm not going to even try. I can't. Like, my mind doesn't go there. But it was just interesting. Um, it's crazy how much money be getting thrown at these people, though. I'm like, sheesh. So anything other than uh, talking about strippers? <laughs> what else happened in your week? I see, you, I see you on a diet. Don't be putting me out there. I'm be outing you. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I kind of somewhat, not really. I was actually thinking in the shower. Okay, backstory. I did start a diet. I guess I wouldn't call it a diet. It's really just like a 10 day detox kind of thing. But you still eat three meals a day, three snacks. Like it's no calorie counting. It's not a detox in the way that all I drink is juice and I'm just like crapping myself all day, basically. <laughs> um it's more so just like a reset kind of thing where if you feel like a long-term like diet plan or like meal tracking kind of thing would be too long term it's just like a 10 day to help you deep bloat, kind of reset um and the recipes have been mm, interesting to say the least i made an omelet this morning i don't like eggs um and i ate almost i ate more than half of it and it was okay um but yeah it's going good it's not hard at all because you're still eating the same amount of food. You're just not eating processed sugar and bread. You needed some cheese and some bacon. I did bread. add some cheese. I did add cheese to the. You didn't have bacon. No, I don't have bacon. Bacon bits. Oh, no. You should have threw some, some of them Those bad boys in there. super processed. I can't have that. Super processed. So this super. detox is no processed anything? Pretty much. Just supposed to have no dairy. I don't think any bread. And then no sugar. I love when you start doing right. Make me do right. Yeah, but you'd be hungry. Kyra made some shrimps, some scrimps. I made shrimp. I made shrimp for the first time. I ha haven't had shrimp literally probably since I was like 12. And it was really good. Yeah, I get down with that. It was, was actually really fast. good. Fast? Yeah, no? it was fast. You only cook it three minutes on each side. Come on now. Boom, boom. Shoo. Even more over there too. I might go snack on them. That's pretty good. So yeah, it's going good. I feel like it's kind of reigniting my 
interest for cooking again. I kind of fell off for a little bit. Then we had family in town, so I was just really eating out. And I haven't really been wanting to try any new recipes. But yeah, it's just 10 days. So we'll see if I look any different in 10 days. And y'all, we ate out so much. We were doing our, we had our Monday meeting today. Um, <laughs> our Monday executive meeting, aka we're looking at our business and personal budget. And I'm just looking at the meals and the food and the grocery category. Sheesh. Is it just me? Or is everything just dumb expensive? It is. It's got to be. Because I go to Kroger and I literally buy seven things and it's like one oh seven ninety nine. It's like how? You can buy some Starbucks like, and it's going to come out to one oh seven. So Literally. Like I bought like five things. How was it? $100. You mentioned in Kroger. I'm wondering what time they close. So I might cut this one a little short and go get some knacky knackies. This is what Caitlin does when we start eating at home. <sighs> I'm hungry. Oh, also on my diet, I'm calling it a diet. It's not really a diet, but I guess I'll call it that. I can't have Starbucks. That you got a Starbucks cup in your hand right now. With water. I'm supposed to have three liters. That's only four of these. I've already had three. Y'all, we are so chilling. I feel like this one is like a super chill podcast episode, but I feel like it's hi- kind of hard to talk because we got so much stuff that we can't say. So I just, <laughs> there's so much stuff that I'm like, Maybe we could just announce it to the podcast people. No, not right now. Oh, not, not now, but like maybe they'll know before everybody. Oh, yeah. Sure. But it's like I got like six to eight things that's like flowing in my head. And I'm like, man, do I just tell them? No. <laughs> You're not going to do it right now. <laughs> but it's nuts. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you guys are going to know in due time. Um Man, nope, no. I I literally I thought about it just now. I thought about saying something, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. Apart from that, it's uh, going to be a sad holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving, uh, which we obviously said was great, but Kyra's going to Hawaii for the entire month of December. No, so I'm not even. I'm I'm contemplating not even getting a tree. Like I'm not even gonna get one. I'm only going for eight days, which is a third of the month. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited though. I can't wait. And then we're considering popping into Atlanta, maybe popping into like a Toronto. And then we had a friend call us yesterday and invited us to have a white Christmas with them in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And what was going to be just a couple days, you know, for Christmas <laughs> turned into dang near a couple Ten weeks. Days. <laughs> So we're thinking about hitting Idaho and then going to Seattle and maybe going from Seattle, taking the train all the way down the Pacific Northwest. Maybe. And then going down to Bakersfield. Okay. And see <laughs> it would literally be a month trip. We can't do all that. But it, it was divine intervention. The way that everything has fallen into place. I think that the Idaho trip, the Idaho trip needs to happen because it's just it just fits it just makes sense it's like a globe but in light of all the things that we haven't announced to y'all and all that work i'm wondering if any of this travel makes sense probably doesn't but (sighs) i got so much so much to do so much going on i can't even help but smile but you know what i'm a test job gangster this time i feel like I got some more stuff I can talk about. I got some articles right here that we can get into. But I want to see if y'all really rocking with us. 
because we've been making these an hour long and it's really easy to talk for an hour especially when you got some stuff to talk about um but there's some other stuff going on with kyra today that is making us want to kind of tap out early namely she's waking up super early from now on that hurted <laughs> and she worked super hard today and she's exhausted I'm I tired. literally right now is the first time I've sat down all day. I kid you not. Well, we're going to be testing out some stuff. And I just want to test y'all gangsta to start. Do y'all really rock with the one hour long podcast episodes? Will y'all really get mad and come at our throat? Come <laughs> at our neck when I cut this off at 40 minutes? We're going to see. If y'all cause the uproar. If y'all cause a tizzy. If y'all fight for that one hour, then we'll do it. If not. Y'all going to set the precedent and y'all going to make me know. Okay. Not you threatening them. It's not a threat. <laughs> I just want to see. I'm testing that gangster. See what they on. Because then they're going to show me. Like, oh. Okay. We can do 40 minute episodes. And they won't trip. But if y'all start tripping, I'm going to give y'all what y'all want. Give the people what they want. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Again, a shortened episode. An episode with no structure. But that's what we do on the Grown Heather podcast. Some weeks you get what you want, some weeks you don't. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for rocking with us. We'll see y'all next time. We always say, let's, let's keep, keep growing, growing together. together.